God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of, of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribal Christians Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. A lot has happened since our last prophetic message for the Jewish New Year 5782. I'm going to be talking about some major headlines concerning the Middle East, Russia, and China. Also, some massive volcanic and earthquake activity taking place and what all this could mean for our nation in the Northeast Coast prophecies. So a lot of things have been happening since our last message concerning the Jewish New Year. We've got the president announcing vaccine mandates for businesses with over 100 employees. We've got a massive Russian and Chinese military operations that have been taking place since August. They've included over 200,000 Russian troops that were deployed. We've also got Chinese military and naval activity going on off the coast of Alaska and in the Arctic, as well as the South Pacific Ocean. We've got things going on with the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan and in the Middle East. And on top of all that, we've also had earthquakes occurring in L.A. and tons more of volcanic eruptions occurring most recently with La Palma. So I'm going to get into all these headlines for you guys. We're going to talk about what's going on with these military exercises with Russia and China. And I've also got some video clips I want to show you guys about some prophetic dreams concerning Russia, China, and our northeast coast. And then I'm going to put all this stuff together for you guys and try to give you a bigger picture of what all these things can mean for our nation and in the Middle East in the next coming months. And so, as always, guys, I will also include the links to all the different media sources as well as the prophecies and dreams mentioned in this message in the About section of this message for your own personal reference. Now, the first article comes from the Daily Mail, which was published September 12th, and it reads, The Bear Roars, Valdemar Putin oversees huge military exercises within striking distance of Europe, including beach invasion by the world's largest hovercraft and thousands of paratroopers. Russian President Vladimir Putin was today overseeing huge military exercises within striking distance of Europe, including a beach invasion by the world's largest hovercraft. 
Some 2,000 servicemen and more than 200 pieces of military equipment featured in the drill as troops stormed ashore in a war game on the Russian border with the European Union. Nine ranges in Russia, including the Baltic Sea, and five in Belarus are hosting the joint military exercises which are warring Ukraine. Various different footages show the huge landing exercise involving the Baltic fleets and others on the world's largest hovercraft. Okay, this thing is intended to sea lift assault units from vessels to shores, and the Soviet designed hovercraft can also transport and plant naval mines. Now, there are just 10 of these hovercrafts that exist in the world. Two are with the Russian Navy, four with the Greek Navy, and four of them are with the Chinese Navy. So this should be alarming that all these things are being used. These huge hovercrafts are being used only by our nation's enemies. Nowhere else in the world. Now, in another video, Russian helicopter gunships were seen in action in the Zapod 2021 large-scale drills involving over 200,000 troops intended to highlight Russia's military readiness to the West and neighboring Ukraine. Now, the drills are due to end on September 16th, but Russia has announced that its forces will not return to the military bases until mid-October. The defense military's ministry said without providing an explanation for the delayed return. Now, in massive drills plus the announcement of closer ties between Russia and Belarus have spooked Ukraine. Foreign Minister Dmitry Kubala warned that these scenarios practiced were representations of a serious risk to Ukraine. We understand that if Russia absorbs Belarus in one way or another, we will have 1,000 kilometers of additional danger to our sovereignty and territorial integrity. Now, his predecessor, Poilo Klimkin, warned that Russia was seeking to almost encircle Ukraine with forces and called for a plea for help from NATO. The exercises are ongoing across a swath of Russia from the Baltic to the borders of Ukraine, with separate drills are underway in the Arctic. In exercises in the Arctic, Russian nuclear-powered submarine Oriol was shown firing a granite anti-ship cruise missile in the Barents Sea where waters were closed to non-naval vessels during the high-altitude war games. So in addition... Okay, in addition to the simulation of this massive 200,000 troop exercise in simulating beach invasions, Russia has nuclear submarines currently right now, as I'm showing you this video and this message, running drills in the Arctic and off the coast of Alaska. Now, here's some other headlines from the Daily Mail, which also reads, All-out war with Russia is a possibility. Ukraine warns as Putin and Belarus alarm NATO with huge war games featuring 200,000 troops months after military buildup on Ukraine's borders. Putin's show of strength to Biden, Russian forces hunt enemy submarine and largest naval exercises in the Pacific since the end of the Cold War before meeting with U.S. President next week. Russian President Vladimir Putin has put on a show of force with the largest naval exercises 
in the Pacific Ocean since the end of the Cold War, ahead of a meeting with the U.S. president next week. At least 20 ships, submarines, and support vessels flanked by 20 fighter jets took part in a large-scale war games. The search and tracking of the mock enemy submarines were carried out by the large anti-submarine ship Admiral Plantelieve. I think I said that right, equipped with guided missile weapons. A former chief of the general staff of the Russian Navy, he said that in a post-Soviet period, there had been no comparable exercises involving such a large number of forces. Rear Admiral Konstantin Kavistov, he termed the drills unique due to the large area of the Pacific Ocean, where they are taking place and added that such exercises have not been conducted in the recent history of the Russian fleet. So we have a massive 200,000 troops conducting this massive scale military exercises. We've got uh, Russia conducting its largest ever naval exercises in the Pacific, essentially in its entire history or recent history. And we have Russian nuclear submarines running drills in the Arctic. We've never seen anything like this to this scale or magnitude from Russia ever. And when we did, the closest thing that we've ever seen to something like this was during the Cold War. And it wasn't anywhere near to the size and magnitude of this. What's going on? So now, as if this isn't enough, as if all this stuff isn't enough, here is another article from Reuters. And it's published on August 10th, which reads, Russia China hold large-scale joint military exercises. Russia and China are holding a large-scale joint military exercise in north-central China involving more than 10,000 troops, Russia's defense ministry said on Tuesday. The Cebu Corporation 2021 drills in China are being watched for signs that China and Russia are expanding military cooperation as they spar with the West. Russia's Commerce newspaper said that the drills taking place until Friday marked the first time Russian soldiers would use Chinese weapons. The drills come as the Taliban has gained ground in Afghanistan where security has deteriorated as the United States withdraws its troops after two decades of war. Now, separately, Russia on Tuesday completed joint drills in Pakistan with Uzbek and Tahag forces near the Afghan border. Moscow also said that it was bulking up its military base into Pakistan with assault rifles and other weapons. Now here's another article that was reported from the AP which reads Chinese Russian military holds drills in northwest China. Chinese and Russian troops have engaged in joint exercises in northwestern China in a sign of growing military ties between Moscow and Beijing amid shared concerns over the instability in Afghanistan. The military exercises involving ground troops and combat aircraft are a continue or to continue through Friday in the northwestern region of China. While stopping short of creating an actual formal alliance, Russia and China have increasingly coordinated their military and foreign policies to oppose what they describe as a perceived U.S. global domination. So what all this means is that the wreck was pulled out of our troops from Afghanistan and removing our presence from the Middle East has created a massive vacuum in the Middle Eastern region where China and Russia have now been able to essentially swarm in and fill 
these Middle East and Persian nations with strong military presence. This is looking more and more like Ezekiel's Gog and Magog every single day with these Middle East Persian nations. Now, on September 17th, the Daily Wire also reports a headline reading, U.S. Coast Guard makes contact with four Chinese naval ships near coast of Alaska. The United States Coast Guard said in a news release this week that it made contact with four Chinese naval vessels near the coast of Alaska. Crews interacted with local, national, and international vessels throughout the Arctic. During the deployment, Berthoff and Kimball observed four ships from the People's Liberation Army Navy operating as close as 46 miles, just 46 miles off of the Aleutian Island coast. The U.S. Coast Guard said in a statement, while the ships were within the U.S. exclusive economic zone, they followed international laws and norms and at no point entered U.S. territorial waters. Now, while the U.S. and Europe, while we have been decimated by a pandemic, and while we have been too busy focused on politically correct pronouns of the LGBTQ community, along with all these different aggressive socialism agendas, our enemies, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, Syria, Iraq, all have been strengthening their forces and their military presence along these strategic trade routes in the Middle East and the Arctic and the South Pacific. So let me put this into perspective for you guys because I don't think that the nation truly realizes the scope of what's occurring. It's estimated and probably severely underestimated that Russia has approximately 1,014,000 active duty troops in its military, with another estimated about 2 million troops in its uh, reserves. So that's a combined military strength of over 3 million Russian troops. Now, in addition to uh, Russia's 3 million troops, it's estimated that China also has approximately 2,185,000 active duty troops, with about 1,170,000 reserve troops for a combined total of over 3,350,000 troops. So we've got 3 million troops from China, along with another 3 million troops from Russia, and that puts a Chinese-Russian military alliance at around 6 million troop strength. 6 million. Now that's not even including the Russian and uh, that's not including the resources that Russia and China has with Iran and Iraq, Syria, and with the Taliban fighters in Afghanistan. Do you know how many troops that our military has right now? How many troops that our U.S., uh, the, the United States has? We have less than 500,000 active duty troops. In fact, I think it's around 480,000 active duty troops in the United States with maybe about... 1 million combined troops in our reserves and National Guard. Now, keep in mind, okay, the Army Reserves do not have combat roles, okay? All the troops in the reserves are combat support roles. And then out of that, out of all that, plus the 500,000 troops that we do have, like I said, only a small fraction of that is probably even combat-oriented. So our nation is completely outsized and outnumbered with about 6 to 1 odds, Six to one. Now, unfortunately, all of this is none of this is being reported or covered by our mainstream media. 
None of it. Our nation is completely unprepared. We're unequipped for a war should Russia and China and China attack, which I believe they will. And no one's even sounding the alarm. In fact, they're going through great lengths to cover this up and to make sure that no one even knows what's going on. They're not going to show anything that's going to make this current administration or the Democrats look, look weak or bad. Look at this headline, which reported on Yahoo News. It says, Biden at the United Nations. For the first time in 20 years, the U.S. is not at war. On Tuesday, President Biden addressed the United Nations General Assembly in a speech saying, I stand here today for the first time in 20 years with the U.S. not at war. All the unmatched strength, energy, commitment, will, and resources of our nation are now fully and squarely focused on what's ahead of us. Now, I fear what has happened with the 2020 elections, and I fear that with this horrific administration, what our leaders have essentially have done is handed over our nation on a silver platter to our enemies. We've announced it to our enemies. Hey, go ahead. Just do whatever you want because we're too focused on politically correct pronouns and an endless rule of COVID-19 tyrannical agendas. Yes, the United States for the first time in 20 years is no longer technically at war. But yes, we have also decimated and depleted our military strength, removed all presence from the Middle East so we cannot defend ourselves. This is strategic. This isn't by some accident or chance. This isn't a peace agenda. This has opened the floodgates wide open for our enemies. And if none of that has convinced you, on June 16th, during, a cyber, during the cyber attacks that targeted the colonial pipeline and our infrastructure, this headline reads, Biden gave Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that must be off limits to cyber attacks. President Joe Biden told reporters on Wednesday that he gave Russian President Vladimir Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that must be off limits to cyber attacks and hinted at major retaliation from the United States should Russia allow continued malign activity in the sphere. How in the heck are we going to have a major retaliation when our military is depleted, completely depleted? Biden speak us. Uh, Biden speaking ahead of his press conference followed a slate of bilateral meetings with Putin and Russian officials claimed that the topic of cybersecurity was included in a discussion on establishing a mechanism for strategic stability. I talked about the position that certain critical infrastructures should be off limits to attack period by cyber or any other means. The president stated, I gave them a list and I don't have it in front of me. If I'm not mistaken of 16 entities, 16 divine as critical infrastructure from energy sector to our water systems. So now our enemies know exactly where to hit us, who to target. They can shut down our infrastructure in minutes they can cripple our entire water supply and energy grids. They can shut down our oil and pipelines. They've got everything that they need to cripple this nation and prevent us from not only defending ourselves, but sending this nation into complete chaos. And we handed it over. We handed it over, the list over to our enemies in disguise, in disguise of, uh, of as if Russia is our friend and our ally. None of this should be taken lightly. 
none of this. To be honest, I don't understand why nobody is alarmed by what's taking place. There is no doubt in my mind that our nation is on a severe collision course. So I've got some video clips of some several dreams from Pastor Dana Coverstone that I put together that I want to share with you guys. I believe is that some of these things are going to, what's going to happen and transpire over our nation in the next coming weeks or even months. Very, very uh, significant. Let's take a look. Night. It was also a night that I woke up not feeling very well at all. I was up during the night, not feeling well. But anyway, the minute the finger underlined November three times, instead of tapping it, I saw a fist ball up and it hit the calendar. And literally, the calendar exploded into the wall. The numbers seemed like they were 3D and they were falling, they were just flying everywhere. And there was a cloud of chaos that started. And then the next thing I saw was I saw I saw armed protesters. I saw fighting in the streets. I saw people pummeling one another. I saw businesses shuttered and shut up. I saw I saw schools close. I saw schoolrooms with cobwebs hanging in them and like things like papers falling off the wall and posters falling like no one had been in them for months. I saw banks, bank buildings with the roofs being taken off. It looked almost like alien abduction because money was just flying through the roof into some type of like a vacuum cleaner. That sounds kind of strange, but I was watching wealth just being taken. I saw politicians in back rooms uh, making deals with people, pat, you know, patting people on the back and, and laughing and smiling and smirking. And I saw monuments. I saw, I saw Washington, D.C. burning. I saw Washington, D.C. blazing. I saw fires everywhere. I saw people being rounded up. I saw Chinese and Russian soldiers on the ground. And Russian soldiers were telling the Chinese soldiers to go and pick up these people, round up these people, secure this quadrant, secure this area. I saw blue helmets of the UN. I saw military things taking place. I also saw no sign of President Trump. I saw no sign of leadership in Washington, D.C. But the vultures that I had seen were now like gargoyles, and they were 10 feet off the ground, 10 to 15 feet off the ground. And they were just attacking people mercilessly. I saw people hiding in their homes and garages. I saw churches being burned. I saw homes being burned. I saw absolute chaos. And the fist punch on the November of 2020 is what got my attention. And then I heard the words again, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Uh, you've got the smoke just billowing up and it's spelling this word out in the sky, which is the word discovery. It's not, it's not like smoke that's dissipating or clouds. It stays there in the sky. And there are people that, that they're running now. And they're not running from the explosion. They're running from the word they see in the sky, which was discovery. Then the scene changed, and I saw a rotunda of the Capitol, and there was a closed casket in the middle of the rotunda, and the sign on the casket stated that inside was the Democratic candidate for the office of president, and there was a calendar hanging above that casket, and it had the date. Specifically, clearly, I saw it. The first, one of the first times I've seen an actual date, not on a calendar, but on the paper, it said December 17th. That date was clearly spelled out. And I'm not going to say someone's going to die on the 17th. I'm not going to, I, I don't know what to say about it. I'm just telling you what I saw. That's all I'm doing. 
But it said, uh, the, the calendar hanging above the casket, the sign said, had December 17th circled. Now, one of the sons of the Democratic presidential candidate was there, but not the other. And his wife was there, and she was looking down at the ground. Nobody was crying. Nobody was crying. There were also many congressmen and senators from both parties in the room, and they all had their heads down looking at the floor, and they were shaking them just violently, just making fists and shaking their heads violently. Also, all their shoes were not on their feet. The shoes were piled like when you walk in the, the rotunda area. All the shoes were piled there. So all these congressmen, all these senators uh, were basically barefooted. There was a couple of the, of the females that had socks or stockings on their feet, like, almost like a, a pantyhose type stocking on their feet. Everybody else was totally, totally barefoot. And then a prominent senator stood up and demanded to see the body. And that's when the sergeant arms rushed up and he said, with several Marines, by the way, and he said, there will be no viewing of the body today or ever again. There will be no viewing of the body today or ever again. And the senator sat down and collected himself. Then he walked over to that pile of shoes and he dug through all these shoes until he found his pair. He put them on and he sat there for a minute, looked around. You could tell he was getting angry, and he rushed out of the room. And he was he was running like at a sprinter's pace to get out of there. Smoke was still rising outside, and he's running towards the White House with both fists clenched like this. And he's just his mouth is moving, and I did not hear the words, but I could see that he was he was cursing, not not like swearing, like cussing. He was cursing the White House. He was cursing the leadership. He was cursing. Um, he was cursing the the leadership. I I, I I don't want to put words out there because I did not hear what he was saying, but he was obviously cursing. Um, he was upset with something that was going on. He was he was intent on making making a change, and. He stopped for a moment near the Washington Monument, and he looked back. And when he looked back, there was about 20 to 25 other people who were following him, men and women. I, did not, I can't tell you parties. I can't tell you who they were. I did not see these faces. The runner, yes, I knew who it was. I'm not going to say, but nonetheless, 20 to 25 people are following after him, but they're holding their shoes in their hand while they walked. He told them to hurry, but they just continued their very steady, almost cautious pace to get to him. And then he sneers at them, and he sneers at the White House, and he begins sprinting towards the White House as fast as he can. And at this time, I saw the man I'd seen in the previous dreams. He was standing in the place where the president gives the State of the Union address. He was standing in the halls of Congress right there where everybody sees the president give the State of the Union address every single year. And he tapped the microphone. It was one of those real thin, it wasn't a sure SM58. It was a real thin, uh, very professional microphone that was there. He tapped the microphone three times. One, two, three. And then he stated in a very loud voice, a house divided against itself shall not stand. And he emphasized the word shall. He said it like this, a house divided against itself shall not stand. And the emphasis was on the word shall. And then he pushed the microphone down, just put his hand and pushed the microphone all the way down to the uh, podium. And he walked to the door at the rear of the room. And on that wall, there was a panel of probably 25 or 30 light switches, just your flip switch. And one by one, he flipped them down. One by one. Until every light in Congress 
in that building in that room went out. So here it is. <clears throat> the dream began with a large auction on the field where the Washington Senators were playing baseball. There was no one in the stands and the lights were off and the stadium was very, very dark. The auctioneer was masked, not like a, a COVID mask. He was just mad. His face had a, like, a, like, a, like a bandana around it so you couldn't see. He was also wearing a judge's robe. And those about to participate were, all, were of all nationalities with the corresponding flag of their nation on their jacket. So they were professionally dressed, uh, sitting in some very nice chairs right in the middle of the field that wasn't being played on at that time. They also had their jackets up around their necks, and it seemed to be an attempt to shield their identity, even though the stadium was empty and dark. As the, uh, as the auction started, and the auctioneer was getting people in place and saying, hey, folks, we're about to start, several of the Asian nations gathered together and talked among themselves. Then they held up a card with a symbol that I had never seen before. And I'll express that in just a little bit. Strange symbol on it. And it got the attention of the auctioneer. And the minute he saw it, he declared the auction was over. And a large briefcase was handed by these Asian nation leaders to the auctioneer. And he accepted the briefcase and shook the hands of 12 different men. There were 12 different specific men, all of Asian background. And then he snapped his fingers and he yelled out the word now. Not loud, just now. He said, this, he, at the same time he snapped his fingers, he said now. Then I was watching a hurricane-like storm that grew in great strength. And it flowed from near Indonesia uh, and, the, and, the, and the Asian waters over there near Japan, China, Taiwan. And it was like a hurricane. It, it was growing in power and strength and it rumbled and spread all the way across the Pacific Ocean. And it became green as it hit the West Coast shoreline of the United States of America. And then the storm became like a huge blanket of rain. And it just spread out. Like, like if you dropped, if you uh, spilled a cup and the water just spilled over the entire, uh, the entire top of the United States of America. And it kept moving east and it kept churning all the way. It was moving like, like floodwaters, like, uh, like rampant floodwaters that are moving logs and buildings and cars. It was like a flood, like we saw uh, with, with flooding that we may have seen in, in, in recent history. And uh, it just kept churning all the way across the nation. And the rain then resulted in flooding, as I said, and it began to wash away the interstate system. And the asphalt almost seemed like it was melting. And when the storm got to Washington, D.C., it became a tornado, and it drilled into the ground of the city. And then suddenly the rainstorm stopped, and the sun came out. So all of this storm turns into a tornado that drills, literally drills and just removes, removes the ground in Washington, D.C. Sun comes out. And then I saw the tail of hundreds and maybe even thousands of snakes. And they were, they were disappearing into that huge hole in the ground and then the earth began to fill in from the bottom up so the snakes go in and then the ground fills itself up almost like it was sand shifting but it was moving up and became level with everything else then i saw america had dried up but the interstate system was now replaced with dirt roads so all the water damage all the mud is now dry so to speak and all the interstates are just now where the interstate asphalt was there is now just dry dry ground. It's not wet, it's not muddy yet. But I also saw that the ground level had a skin on it. And the surface, the surface of the of the of the the 
the concentric boundaries of the United States of America began to be rolled up. In other words, if you, if you think about this way, if, if you've ever used uh, a key to open a sardine can and you twist it and you roll it and the metal is rolling like this, I began to see that the ground level skin was curling. It was curling from the east coast towards the west, rolling. Uh, the ground was still attached, but the skin was rolling like this, and like something was rolling. I saw a shimmering of the Great Lakes, and the water appeared to go out of the bowl and then spread back in the shores several hundred feet in, crashed back in the lakes. It appeared as if there had been an earthquake under the central point of the area of the Great Lakes, but of a very, very significant depth. And I also saw at that moment the Rocky Mountains were trembling, and all the, the coast of, of the, the coast of California was completely shaken with that same shimmering type of surface disturbance. Like I was seeing, it looked like I was standing on top of the Rocky Mountains looking at it. It was like shimmering. Like when you see, you're driving down the road and you see that heat on the asphalt miles ahead, it kind of looks like air, you know, kind of like something's moving. That's what it appeared to be. And there was this mass chaos mentality at work as it seemed a very, very big earthquake had just hit the Southern California area in the same time frame. Um, I also saw all five boroughs in New York with significant fires, and those fires had started in Manhattan. Um, also, I'm going to skip the next part, um, the clouds began to churn, and they were mixing with smoke from the fires uh, from New York, and uh, it looked like it was boiling over out of there. And then I saw the clouds began to turn red and ashen, opened up and it revealed Mount Rushmore. And Mount Rushmore was um, just there in all its glory, gray clouds behind it, fires in the background. And the face of George Washington spoke out loud and said, hold the fort, toe the line, fight. And the clouds covered Mount Rushmore, the monument, uh, again, but the sun came out and it started to rain. So it's raining, and then I saw the, the, the Christ-type man that I've seen, he was walking along the National Mall, and he spread his arms out, just like, put his arms out wide, and he said, now it's up to you. Now, in addition to the dreams that Pastor Danny Coverstone has had, the Lord has also given me several dreams concerning China, Europe, France, the Middle East, and also of volcanic and earthquake activity. Some of these dreams and these visions, and uh, also some of the words, go back four or five years. Now, recently, Monday, May 17th, I actually had a very alarming and very detailed vision. Uh, one of the first dreams and visions that the Lord gave me concerning a military attack from China. So, in that vision, May 17th, I was standing in a naval munitions base, I believe located in Charleston, South Carolina. In our nation, what it looked like, it resembled a third world country. It was dark, it was cold, and our nation had uh, gone into a draft, and we drafted civilians to help manufacture weapons and ammunition for our military. And so it was clear to me something very devastating had happened to our country and that we had been attacked. And in this vision, there was a man that was standing there. And so I asked him, when I asked him what happened to our nation, he told me word for word that China struck the U.S. Wednesday the 19th. Now, he didn't say the year, but he was very clear 
that it was China who had attacked us and who attacked us first. Now, I've had several other dreams and visions since then, uh, quite a bit. And so if you go to our website and under our prophetic section, you can find all of them listed there in chronological order by date and by title. And so when you get a chance, I would encourage you to go through and read some of those visions and to read uh, all the different things, including the stuff where I have seen concerning France and Europe. But I've had several dreams where I have seen invading Chinese military against our nation. I have seen attacks carried out against New York City. I've also seen massive earthquakes occurring in San Francisco. And in addition to our nation, like I said, I've also published dreams where I've seen war coming to both France and Europe. And in every dream, every single one of them, every vision that I've had, all of these events, these attacks began unfolding near Christmas time, either before or right after Christmas time, and they all occur around the same time, about 4 to 5 p.m. in the evening time. Now, I believe that there will be several signs to look for that will occur prior or before the attacks begin that will also serve as an indicator, a warning. So I put together a list of about six signs of what I believe will happen that we can look out for or watch as an indicator of when these attacks are going to occur. First, I believe that the attacks will begin or occur between the months of November through January, sometime between then. In every single vision or dream I have had concerning New York City, the attacks always begin around 4.30 in the afternoon, and it's near or around Christmas time. Rather, if it's right before or right afterwards, I always see the time, and I always see Christmas lights and Christmas trees. Now, number two. I believe something will happen to Joe Biden, rather by the 25th Amendment or by a death, that Kamala Harris will be appointed to the presidency. Like Dana Coverstone's dream, he saw a funeral for Biden on December 17th. So in the event where you see Kamala Harris take the reins as president, you will know for certain 100% get Far away from the coast as you possibly can. Stay out of New York City. Stay out of Washington, D.C. And get away from Boston and Baltimore. Now, number three. There will be major earthquakes hitting California, San Francisco, and also Michigan, the Great Lakes area, which Dana Coverstone also saw in his dreams. Number four. The fourth sign, I believe, will be there will be major discoveries or revelations concerning the 2020 elections. Just like what uh, occurred in Pastor Dana Coverstone's dream. There will probably be some shaking going on concerning the state's election audit results from the 2020 elections. So be on the lookout for major revelations concerning the elections. Now, number five, a fifth sign. There will be various attacks and cyber hacks on our nation's infrastructure affecting our energy, our internet, supply outages, specifically along the coastal areas of the nation like California and on the eastern coast. I believe in the event where China or Russia uh, attack the U.S., okay, right before an imminent or a preemptive strike, I believe that they're going to target our infrastructure first, Wall Street, uh, banks, stock markets. They'll target our oil and our pipelines. So make sure that you have enough food and emergency funds in the event where something takes place. Also, please be sure to remember your pets and family members. 
Now, number six, the last sign, I believe, uh, although I don't, this isn't quite an imminent sign, I'm going to go ahead and add it because it's a biblical context concerning the Babylonian siege against Jerusalem in the Third Temple. Like what we are already seeing, I believe that there will be massive efforts to mandate and force vaccines. I believe that's going to be included as a sign. I talked extensively about this in the previous message, about the Jewish New Year for 5782. In Ezekiel chapter 9, the Lord instructed the angels to place a mark on the foreheads of those at the temple who grieved over the sins being committed as a sign and seal of protection. Now, the word used in that passage is, uh, the word used for, the, for mark is the Hebrew letter or word tav. The Hebrew letter tav not only means to mark, but it also represents the 22nd Hebrew alphabet letter, as in 2022. And if you go by the Hebrew calendar, the new year begins, began on September 8th, and then the next day, September 9th, I believe that's when Biden announced the vaccine mandates. So this is uh, the same or similar context that's being used in the events of Exodus when the Israelites were told to mark their doorposts with land's blood so that the angel of death would pass over them. Same context is also used in Revelation 13. In the end times where there are two marks. One of them is the mar- appointed for the mark of the beast for judgment. And the other one is a seal of protection over the 144,000 witnesses who are the remnants of the 12 tribes of Israel. So this vaccine thing, it's not the mark of the beast, but I do believe that it serves as a foreshadowing and a coming mark. It foreshadows the coming mark of the beast and how it will be implemented. And therefore, likewise, I believe that the vaccine mandates are a sign of affirmation, that destruction is coming. One of the primary reasons why I will not take this vaccine. So when you see these things occurring, you will know 100%, I believe wholeheartedly, that the attacks are looming just on the horizon, right around the corner. Just like on World War II with Pearl Harbor, I believe China and Russia, I believe that they're going to launch a preemptive strikes against the U.S. Like I said, that will target our infrastructure, it'll target our economy, it'll target Washington, D.C., and New York City because of our financial districts and our nation's capital. Russia will also preemptively strike with China because Russia's interests are to invade over Ukraine and parts of Europe. And at the same time, it may very well be possible that there will be moves from Iran, Syria, Afghanistan, all the Persian and Muslim nations might actually rise up and move against Israel in the interest of Jerusalem, as prophesied by Ezekiel in Ezekiel 38-39 concerning the war of Gog and Magog. I don't know, but it's possible. So this will what this looks like is World War III. Now, a lot of you guys are just going to brush this off. And unfortunately, hardly anybody is even paying attention to any of the stuff that's taking, that's taking place. And they're not taking it seriously. It's literally as it was in the times of Noah, just exactly as Jesus said. When the Bible says, when they say peace and safety, then destruction will suddenly come upon them. So we will need to watch carefully. We need to pay attention to any headlines concerning China or Russia. Pay very close attention to what's going on with the cyber attacks. Pay attention to the vaccine mandates. Watch what happens in the presidency. And again, pay attention 
to what occurs with the 2020 election audits. Because all of them, all these things are warning signs. Get ready. If you're in the Northeast regions like New York City, Washington, D.C., you need to either evacuate out of those cities or need to take the necessary precautions to prepare for what's about to happen. Make sure you've got enough food and water for several months or find a way to, uh, you need to make sure you have a way to run your electricity like a generator. Make sure you have a way to stay warm if your heat goes out. Have a plan for your pets and your family members and if possible, have an evacuation plan to get out because once these things happen, there will be little to absolutely no warning, none. The attacks can very well, like I said, occur or happen this coming November or December. Or it could possibly be next year because January uh, 19th, uh, 2022 is on a Wednesday. Wednesday, January the 19th of 2022. So we don't know. I, I don't know if it will be this year or next or, or when. But we, uh, we don't know. But almost everyone can affirm to you guys. Uh, almost everyone can see what's happening. Uh, at least those who are paying attention can validate that there is a very real threat what's occurring right now. Everyone will essentially agree with that. So guys, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please get in touch with me. Please. If you have not watched it yet, please go to our website and watch the Northeast Coast Prophecies video messages. There's a lot of information in that video about why all these things are happening and what the outcome is going to be because there is there is a positive to all this stuff. There is uh, hope. There is a much better and bigger picture in the after, aftermath for the nation, for the church, and for Israel. So be sure to subscribe on our website. I'll make sure you guys get all the updates from me as well. So every time I publish a word or a dream, you guys will be notified by email of that publication. Also, if you or your family are in need of any religious exemptions with the vaccine mandates, you can go onto our website right there on our homepage. Just click on the exemption tab, which will tell you what you need to know for the exemption process and also how our ministry can help provide you with the uh, exemptions. So as always, guys, please keep running your race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't give up and don't lose hope. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to receive updates and to help us to spread the gospel message. This is Brandon Dawson with the Tribe of Christians. And may God bless you and be with you always.